Have you noticed the difference in how your day goes when you have a ton of energy versus when you feel really drained and low in energy? Well, when we have low energy stores, we cannot complete what we need and want to do. In this episode, you will learn four energy drainers that you can avoid so that you can focus your energy on the important tasks that you need to get done and that you want to put a a priority and focus on so that you can cultivate a thriving home atmosphere. So let's dive right in with that first one. The first energy drainer is decision fatigue. So we want to avoid decision fatigue as much as possible. There are several things that you can do to accomplish this. The first thing is to establish habits and routines. We make so many decisions on a daily basis. I don't know if you've considered as you go through your day how many decisions you actually make from what to wear to what to eat to what task you're going to do next. We can minimize this by establishing some habits. I know when I get up in the morning what... I will be doing for the next little bit. I always start my day with some quiet time and coffee, and I'll read my Bible, read a devotional usually, and spend a few minutes journaling. Now, the amount of time that I do these things varies from day to day, but I generally have a pretty set routine of how much time I'm going to do it. And as I go throughout my day, I have some established routines. I realized recently, though, that I had kind of different routines for different days, and that was throwing me off. So I went back and looked at my schedule and uh, wrote in there the times that I wanted to do the contract work that I uh, do for a company, the times that I want to have my coaching hours, the times that I want to focus on um, helping my daughter with her schoolwork, the times that I want to focus on preparing meals, the times that I want to exercise. And I um, standardized those so that they were pretty much the same time every single day. And that's really helping because I don't have to stop and think, what day is it and what do I need to do now? I just, I know the routine and I know what's going to come next. Another aspect of this is to have a place for everything. I don't have to stop and think, okay, where did I put that piece of paper? I know if it was a bill, I put it in my bill folder until I'm ready to pay for the week. If I am looking for batteries, I know where they're all going to be. Everything has a place, and then I don't have to spend time searching for it and deciding, okay, where did I put that last? You might also want to think through some common situations and create a standard response. This was a bigger deal when my daughters were younger, but I would think through, okay, sometimes that I have a struggle with them that they don't want to do what they need to be doing, or maybe during school time, something is creating some conflict or some stress, what can my standard response be? And I'll tell you one thing that I started saying when they said, I don't want to do something. I started saying, I didn't ask if you wanted to do it. I said, you need to do it. So I didn't have to stop and think, okay, so how am I going to handle this? What am I going to say? What's the situation like this time? It's just, you were asked, you were told to do something and you need to go do it. Kind of along those lines is using a procedure list or a checklist. This is so helpful in so many situations. 
I have a procedure list that I follow at the end of each term. At the end of the school year, I have a checklist for packing uh, for a trip. And we started this actually when my daughters were learning to pack their suitcase. And I find how often I go back to it also. I generally know what I need to pack. And so I'll start pulling out um, all the types of clothes and all the things that I need. And then I'll go back and look at that checklist and just do a, a quick rundown and think, yep, 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 got all those. Oh, I forgot that item. So I don't have to spend the time thinking about what it is that I need to pack. I can grab what I know I need and then look through that list and find what I missed. And it's so much faster and takes a whole lot less energy. Uh, there are checklists that I have associated with publishing each of these episodes. So I have checklists for my contract work, for my triumphant learning work, like blog posts and podcasts. Um, I actually have kind of a checklist for coaching sessions to make sure that I'm serving you well. I have checklists in my personal life, checklists for things in our school. There's a lot of ways that you can create those procedure lists and standard responses and habits and routines. If you want to learn more about that, I do go into more detail in the Flourishing Days framework, which you can learn about at flourishingdays.com. Now, the second energy drainer is distraction. If you can remove distractions, you will be able to focus on the task at hand, get it done, and move on to the next one. You will find that you will get more done and you will feel better and less drained in the process. There are several types of distractions that I try to remove. One is digital distractions. I keep my phone on silent actually all the time. I do have notifications turned on for phone calls, messages, and uh, Voxer. But those are the only ones that I get notifications for. And same thing, I have no notifications turned on on my computer. So whenever I'm not constantly getting pinged for things like email, I can go check those whenever I'm ready for them. Also in the digital distraction arena, I close as many tabs as possible and only have open what I'm actually working on and what I need for right now. It is so helpful to not see all the extra stuff, especially for me, I'm a very visual learner. And so I like having it, um, having the, the visual field in front of me clean. I also try to remove physical distractions. You might try taking a walk through your home with fresh eyes. Think about it as if uh, someone were coming into your home for the first time and ask yourself the following questions. How do I feel? Is this a place I want to be? How could I improve our ability to focus? And do we need to make any changes so that we want to spend more time here? I did this actually this afternoon just before recording this episode. It had been a busy week and a number of things had just been piled on the kitchen counter and on the window seat and in various places. And it was really causing a distraction for me. I was not able to focus. So I went through the house and picked up as much as I could, put away whatever I was mine or that I knew where it went and made a pile for my daughters of things that they needed to put away. So now the house is 
tidy and not cluttered so I can focus better. I'm going to feel so much better whenever I get up in the morning because I don't have to think about, oh, I need to put that away and I need to do that and I need to put that away. I'll be real honest though, that does not happen on a daily basis. All of that clutter has piled up over the course of the week because I just didn't take the time to deal with it each day. If I were to do that, I would have felt so much better all throughout the week. So removing distractions can be super helpful. Another energy drainer is actually multitasking. So you need to stop multitasking. It's not actually possible to multitask. Most of us think that we can, but the reality is that when we try to do two things at once, we actually switch from one activity to the other. And that switch might be so fast, you don't even notice it, but it is happening. And when it does, you lose productivity. Some research indicates it may be as much as 40%. This also involves several parts of your brain. Uh, Some research shows that brain scans during task switching show activity in four major areas. The prefrontal cortex, which is involved in shifting and focusing your attention and selecting which task to do. The posterior parietal lobe, which activates rules for each task that you switch to. And the anterior cingulate gyrus monitors the errors. And the premotor cortex is preparing for you to move in some way. Think about that. Your brain was using four different areas when you're switching a task. That is using valuable energy. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a lot on my plate that I need to get done on a daily and weekly basis. I do not want to be spending energy switching tasks and thinking about all those different aspects just to keep me moving. I try really hard to stay focused and just get this one task done, then move on to the next. Now, I know that it's not always possible, especially with our kids around. They will come in and interrupt us and need our help. We'll have to switch and do something to help them and then come back to our task. So I actually try to schedule my day in such a way that the tasks that require a lot of focus or that I don't want to be interrupted while I'm working on, I'll do before they get up Um, or while they're engaged in an activity that I know they're not going to come bother me or I think is pretty likely that they're not going to come bother me. And I'll save the other activities to do when it's easier for me to switch tasks. And it's okay if I lose some of that energy and I don't get as much done. The last energy drainer we're going to talk about is hurry. So try to eliminate hurry and being rushed. When we're rushed, we feel more stressed. This uses more of our energy Some strategies you might use to eliminate hurry are to plan 10 to 15 minutes more than you expect your travels will require in case you encounter unexpected delays. Then you won't have to use your energy feeling like you're going to be late. On that same vein, expect that everything is going to take longer than it should. Try to add 25% to your initial time estimate so that you have a little margin and you have time to go a little slower if you need to. 
recognize too that it will take you longer to do anything with young children. So if you really need to um, get things done on a, in a timely manner and you have a time constraint, you may want to find a babysitter. If that's not possible, you may want to split things up into multiple sessions so that you can plan extra time for this. Um, I also try to prepare the night before and have all of the supplies gathered and ready to grab as we're heading out the door. If we are going on a nature walk, I'll have everything together that we'll need for that. If I'm going to be running errands and I need to go by the bank and the safe deposit box and uh, take mail to the post office and uh, go to the grocery store, you know, whatever it is that I need to do on that trip of errands, I'll have everything stacked up and ready so I don't have to think the next day, okay, oh, I didn't get that. I've got to go find where that is. Oh, that's not where I last left it. Where am I going to look for it now? It's all done and all ready. And then don't work up until the last minute. I am have been so guilty of this so many times. Set a timer for 15 to 30 minutes before when you want to leave to allow yourself time to wrap up and get ready to go. It's normal to want to finish your thought, finish what you're working on. And you may not be able to stop right away. So allowing yourself that extra time to get wrapped up and get ready to go is going to help you not be rushed and not feel that nervous energy building up. Um, The amount of time that you need is going to vary and it may vary by task too. So let's recap the four energy drainers that you want to avoid so you can get more done, you can feel better, and your home will have a calmer atmosphere. Those are to avoid decision fatigue, remove distraction, stop multitasking, and eliminate hurry. As you focus on avoiding these four energy drainers, I think you'll find that your home atmosphere will start to change and everyone will have a calmer um, outlook. There will be less stress and you'll probably get more done and you will enjoy the day so much more. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.